My name is LaShonda Smith, and I am the host for the First Year Business Podcast. I created this podcast so it can be used as a tool to help guide you through your first year in business. I will talk about the struggles, the tips, the do's, the don'ts, the highs, and the lows. You name it. So, grab a glass of wine, get relaxed, maybe get a pen and paper so you can take notes, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to episode four of the First Year Business Podcast. If you are watching or listening to the episode four or episode four of the podcast, then you're a real one because I have posted four times. Well, technically five times, but I'm just saying like, I am super proud and so excited for you to be here. Of course, I am your host for the podcast. My name is LaShonda, aka the first year business coach. And we are going to be hopping into some really good stuff today. Today, we're going to be covering the seven must haves when you are about to start a business. So before I get started, if you prefer to watch your podcast like I do on YouTube, we do have a video podcast over on YouTube. All you have to do is look up the first year business podcast and you will be able to watch the video format of this podcast episode. But I digress. We're going to hop right on into it. So the reason why I wanted to do this topic is because I know that when you are starting your business, you have a lot of moving parts. You have a lot of people telling you a whole bunch of different things that you need to do. You need to get started. And I think that these are the core things that you need to make sure you have in place before you start promoting, before you start, even before you start buying inventory or anything like that. Like these are the things that you need to get squared away, point blank. Now, disclaimer, I'm going over the things assuming that you have already legalized your business, assuming that you have already gotten your LLC filed and everything, because I kind of feel like that's like, you know to do that. So I'm not going to cover that specifically, but these are the other things that I feel like you need to do once you get your LLC and you're ready to like kind of get your stuff going. So let's hop in. The very first thing is a business plan and don't get intimidated by the five, six, seven page business plans out there. Honestly, it's not necessary depending on the type of business that you have. If you're planning on starting an online business, it is honestly not that necessary for you to have a actual five, six, seven page business plan. Another reason why I don't feel like you need to have a long business plan is because you're gonna be pivoting. You're gonna be pivoting your first year in business The things that you think you're going to be doing, I can promise you by the end of the year, you will be pivoting. (laughs) But you do need to have a solid business plan. And just to name a few things that you need to include, including your business plan, is the offers that you're going to be promoting or your top signature offers that you plan on offering in your business. You need to make sure you have a marketing strategy in place. You need to have a business summary, like what is your business model? Is it more quantity or is it going to be more of high demand? Like, do you need a lot of volume in order to hit your goals? Or is it going to be more so it's high ticket, so you don't need as many people to book or purchase your product. You need to know all of these legalities because or logistics, because if you don't, 
you're going to be in the middle of your business revamping and fixing and having to take a step back to plan this stuff out on the fly. And we don't want to do that because the best way to hit your goals is to have a plan in place before you even start working towards your goal. So that's the very first thing that you need to have. If you need help with your business plan this month, this entire month, I'm going to be going over how to create a business plan for your business. I'm also doing group coaching for helping you create your business plan. So if you are interested in that, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes and I will... It will, whenever you click the link in the show notes, it's going to tell you the different times that I have available for that if you are interested in doing the group coaching program. So the next thing that you need to have is a launch plan. You need to have a launch plan. You need to have something that is structured so when you are ready to go live on social media and show your business off, you need to know exactly how you're going to do it. You don't want to launch to crickets. Essentially, you want to be figuring out how are you going to start building your audience now at the early stages before you ever launch a product. So when you launch, you're actually launching to people that have been interested and who are eager to see what you have to offer versus posting your photo of your item and being like, hey, I'm live now, buy my stuff, and don't nobody know you, and nobody heard of you before today. Like, give yourself the best chance by launching. Now, the next thing going into, like, more, well, I got to be careful with my wording because some of these things are more important than others, but All of these things are important as well. So the next thing that I want to talk about is you need to have an expense or revenue tracker. And my the one that I personally use is QuickBooks. You need something to prepare you for tax time because you don't want to wait until tax time to be trying to get all your stuff together and then you didn't track everything, you didn't keep your receipts, you didn't get tr- keep track of what you spent, you didn't get keep track of what your revenue was. So QuickBooks is an easy way to do it. You can actually put it on your phone. I absolutely love QuickBooks. If I wasn't recording with my phone right now, I will actually show you, but I'm recording with my phone, so I can't. But with QuickBooks, it will actually track your mileage. If that's a part of your business, you can keep track of how many miles you do, like gas, all of that. It tracks all of your expenses and all of your spending. So you can link your business card, which we'll talk about that in a second, but you can link your business account to your QuickBooks. And when you link your QuickBooks with your business account, it's going to show every single transaction and you could just swipe for the expenses, like, okay, this was an expense, this was an expense, this was revenue. And you can also create, I don't remember what it's called in a thing. Um, I want to say it's like, a, I don't want to use the wrong terminology, but it's actually something where if you have a reoccurring expense charge or a reoccurring sale from a specific platform, it will track that and anytime it shows up, it automatically goes to what it's supposed to go to. So you don't have to keep swiping. I want to call it like a system, like a pre-set up system where if you are always buying your inventory from like for me, it's from Lulu. Anytime they see a Lulu transaction on my card, 
it's set up where it's going to automatically go as a business expense. So I don't have to keep doing that. I hope that makes sense. But you want that because it's going to make it so much easier for you when you get ready to file taxes. And one thing that I personally like about it is that it shows how much you've profited and how much you've spent in expenses. And when I tell you, I didn't realize that I was spending as much as I was spending on my business. <laughs> and I saw that number up there. And it also kind of gives you an estimate of how much they think you'll be paying in taxes as well. So I think that for a new business owner that is not really sure how they're going to file their taxes. They don't really know what they need to keep up with. I think having something like QuickBooks, and I think it's like 10 bucks a month or something like that, is a really, really, really good tool to have in your back pocket when you're about to start your business. Moving on to the next thing, when I kind of brushed over this, you definitely need a business bank account. Do not try to combine your personal account with your business account. Don't do it. Don't do it. You need to set up a specific account so that you can have everything separated from the very beginning. Not only do you need to do this for tax reasons, but you also need to do this because you need to get used to keeping your stuff separated. And if Lord forbid something happens and you have to go to court or whatever happens and someone's suing you or you don't want to have your personal stuff combined with your business stuff. You don't because then now you're risking them taking your personal income towards your business and you may not have wanted to have that together. So, and then there's other reasons why you want to have a personal or a business bank account as well. You get different perks when you have a business bank account and you can start like applying for like credit and especially depending on the type of bank that you have, you know, you just get different perks. So I love having a business bank account. So that way when I'm paying for stuff, I have my separate card that I can scan versus having to use my personal card. Like I know that this is for business purposes and then it makes it easier for you to implement QuickBooks because you know every single thing that is on that card is going to be either a business expense or is going to be a revenue source. And then another thing is, like I was saying, when you are bringing in revenue to your business and you're starting to make sales, having all of that thing, having all of those things under one umbrella is going to make it easier for you as a business owner because it's separating everything for you. So that's one thing. The fifth thing that you want to make sure you have when you're about to start a business is a payment processor. You need a way to take payments. So this could be through Stripe, this could be through Shopify, this could be through Square, it could be through PayPal. Whatever your primary source of taking payments, you need to go ahead and have that set up now because they are gonna ask you some personal information. And one thing that I'm dealing with right now currently, I had a PayPal account, for my previous business, but I hadn't set up a PayPal account for brand planners. And so, and that's my current, like one of my current businesses, but I hadn't set up my payment or PayPal account for that. And when I tell you, they asked me for a whole bunch of information that, <laughs> cause I, I've never had to add all that stuff to my other account. So I wasn't prepared I mean, I was prepared, but I wasn't prepared for them to ask me all of this stuff and have me like digging through my files and stuff. But anyways, I mean, I ain't mad at them because they're trying to protect everybody, which I understand. But 
Um, you want to have a payment processor so that way when people are sending you funds or wanting to send you funds, you're not like, oh, you know, cash out me. Cash out does not count as a payment processor. Okay. Let me just, let me just say that. Yes, you can take payments through cash out. You can. I'm not saying that it's not possible. But don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. For one, well, they're trying they're trying to somehow set up it set up where they're tracking like if you make a certain amount or someone sends you a certain amount through cash out where you gotta like claim it and stuff. But just from professional from a professional perspective, one reason why I personally feel like you shouldn't use Cash App if you want to appear as a legitimate business is because so many people are scamming through Cash App for one. Reason why is because you can't get a refund if you send your money to somebody and they decide not to do the service because it's, it's really Cash App is really created for like you to send money to your friends and family, I'm assuming. So it's not really created for business purposes, even though you technically can use it for business purposes. But what happens is, if you send some money somewhere, you ain't getting it back. <laughs> so you better make sure you know who you're sending it to. And a lot of people are turned off from that. And if you're only relying on Cash App, you're going to lose customers because you would definitely lose me. Because if you say, hey, send me your cash app or um, send this money to cash app, I'm not going to pay you and I'm not going to do serve. I'm not going to do business with you. Just that's my preference because I feel like with PayPal, Stripe, Shopify, you can dispute if worst case scenario, something happens, they have a whole system behind it and cash app is just going to leave you hot and dry. And just believe you out and drive. Okay. So we we we're not trying to use them for our business because we don't want to turn people away. You also want to have multiple you want also want to have multiple types of payments. So depending on the type of business that you have, like for example, if you're a coach or if you're planning on selling services, then you may want a platform that offers invoices. I know that Stripe and Square both offer invoices. When I had my photography business, I personally use Square for or Square Up. Let me use the like the technical term. I use Square Up for sending my invoices. And then I just recently signed up for Stripe. I haven't personally used Stripe before, but I know so many business owners that that swear by Stripe. So that's also another good platform. Shopify is like the go-to if you're selling online products. Like if you're selling products online and you need a way to take money, I feel like Shopify is the easiest way because for one, they have all of these different payment processors integrated into their platform. So they have like the pay later. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Zazzle? Zazzle? I'm trying to remember the names of them, but I like kind of drawing a blank, but they have like these pay later options through these third party platforms. And so people can pay the platform later, but you get paid now under Shopify. So you want to diversify the amount of payment processors that you have, especially depending on the type of businesses that you have or the type of service you're offering. I kind of ran it on that one a little bit. <laughs> My bad in advance. 
But we're going to move on to number six. So number six is going to be, you definitely need a website. You need a website and it doesn't even have to be a real fancy website, y'all. Like you have to have, a, you need to have a website, one for credibility. This just, just off the bat, you need to have a website for credibility. You also need a website because you need a way for people to essentially look at what you offer. Because yes, you can use Instagram, but you essentially, your website is like your business storefront. So you don't have a physical brick and mortar. You may have a physical brick and mortar, but for the online space, the website is your online brick and mortar, if that makes sense. That is where you're going to be able to keep all your links where you can link people to wherever they want to go. They can see pictures, videos, whatever it is that you need for them to see in order to be wanting to purchase or book with you or whatever. That is like your one-stop shop for everything. If they need to contact you, you have a contact form. If they need um, to order some clothes and they have a buy button on the website, like all of these different things that is going to be on there. And to extend or add to that, you also need to have a custom domain name. Do not be out here in these business streets with a .wix.com website domain. Don't do it because it makes you look unprofessional. It makes you look like you don't care about being a business owner. Like, well, let me take that back. It makes it look like you're not taking your business seriously. That's what it looks like. And if we don't think you're taking your business seriously, we definitely ain't going to take your business seriously. Like, just really think about it. You, there's so many scammers out here. You just have to look as credible as possible if you really want to knock any risk of people not buying from you. And from a professional standpoint, you definitely need a custom domain name. They're like $10. So like there's literally no excuse for you to not have a domain name. And you could do so much with it. Like even when you get your domain name for your website, you can also add on an email address that goes with that domain. So that's when you get the info at and then your business name.com versus having to do your business name 07 at gmail.com. So you want to make sure that you are setting yourself up for people to come across you and be like, okay, you know, oh, and then another thing about the custom domain name, when people start recognizing your business, they're going to be looking for your business name.com. They're not going to be looking for your business name.wix.com. They're going to put in your business name.com. And if they don't see it, then you're losing potential buyers right off the bat because you haven't secured your name. And in another episode, we're going to go over how important it is to secure your name before you ever get your LLCs and stuff too. But that's another video for another day. So we're not going to talk about that today, but Moving on to number seven, I kind of already talked about this. You need a business email, y'all. You need a business email because I'm not trying to email no at gmail.com. And not, nah, look, okay, let me be serious. So if you are really on a budget, if you're really on a tight budget and 
you are saying that a lot of this stuff is like costly. And honestly, a lot of the stuff that I've mentioned are not costly, but let's just say you on like a budget, like a tight, tight, penny pitching budget. You can slide with the email for a little bit. And I'm gonna tell you a couple couple ways that you can slide with the email. So if you have a website, but you haven't yet gotten a custom email. So you might even have the domain name, but you haven't, cause you do have to pay for the email. And I think it's like six bucks a month or something like that, which is not expensive, I'm just saying. But let's just say for whatever reason, you just go with the at gmail.com, you don't have the other one. You can set up a form on your website and people won't even know what your email is, but the form information will automatically be sent to your email. So that's one way to kind of get around it. But honestly, just get the email. It's easier, it separates everything. I would even suggest, not now, but in the future, possibly having two emails, one for customer service, and then one for just like business purposes. I personally haven't done that yet because I haven't started getting like flooded in with all of these different things where I feel like I need to separate it yet. But once I do, I'm definitely gonna separate it. I'm also going to circle back to the business account situation. So this is also something that you don't have to do probably your first year in business because your first year in business, depending on who you are, you're probably not going to make a lot of sales. You're probably not going to make a lot of sales. And I'm not trying to bust anybody's bubble. I'm just being like real. You're probably not going to make a lot of sales and everybody's a lot and a little bit is different. So let's just put that out there. But when you do start making consistent sales and now you know for a fact, like you gonna have to separate your tax money from your um, business income, it'll be a good time for you to create a second business account for your business just for taxes. That's what I plan on doing because I'm planning on making six figures. So because I'm making six figures, I need to like be putting myself in a position where, you know what I'm saying? So I wanna have two business accounts because I am very organized and I know that it's gonna be easier for me to just transfer money from one account to the other one whenever I'm ready to pay taxes or need to go towards this. I just like to have my stuff separated. So that's just one of my little quick tips. But those are the seven things. So I'm going to kind of quickly review real quick and then we'll wrap this up. So the seven things you need in order to start your business is a business plan. You need a launch plan. You need an expense or a revenue tracker like QuickBooks. You need to open a business bank account. You need to get you a payment processor like Stripe, Shopify, or Square, or PayPal, whatever um, platform you want to use. You also need to get a website and a custom domain or a custom domain name. And then the last thing is that you need to have a business email so that you can get any customer service emails. You can get set up all of your platforms under your business email. You can track your orders with your emails, all of that stuff. But I hope that this was helpful for you. I really wanted to talk about this because I know we're going towards the end of the year. And I know we're going to be, once we get to the new year, a lot of people are going to be starting their businesses. So I know a lot of people are probably going to circle back to these type of episodes because you're going to need to know what you need to have for your business. 
But like I said, I hope that this was helpful for you. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Make sure that you drop a comment below if you are starting a new business and let me know what business you're starting. I would love to have a conversation with you guys in the comments. And if you're listening to this on audio or on audio, <laughs> y'all don't know why I'm like just stuttering and stuff today. I don't know what's going on. It must be the cappuccino or something. I don't know. But if you're listening to this on audio, then hey, y'all, thank you so much for listening. I wish that there was a way for you to drop your comments if you were listening to this on audio, but there's not. So if you could maybe leave me a review, if if that's a thing, I'm, I'm not really sure how this works. I'm still learning about the podcast life. Okay, guys, so just bear with me. But Thanks again. I can't wait to hear from you guys or I can't wait for you guys to hear from me in the next episode. So see you there. Woo.